You are listening to College Success Habits with Jesse Mogul, episode 165. Let's get to the show. Oh, this show's the best. The best show. Best show. Best show ever. Welcome to the College Success Habits Podcast. Do you want to triumph through school and have a little fun along the way? Learn habits to help you attain better productivity and hacks to help you slide through classes at any age. Here's your host, college circuit speaker, Jesse Mogul. Welcome back to College Success Habits. I am your host, Jesse Mogul, and as always, it is an honor and a privilege to have you here for the last show of 2022. And for those of you who are listening to this stacked up because you've taken the holidays off and are not thinking about school, then congratulations, you made it into 2023. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about your 2022. Uh, I look back over mine and there's just a lot of emotions that come with it. Uh, I had moved from Southern California, Los Angeles, California to North Alabama. And I love it when people are like, Ooh, culture shock, huh? And I guess it assumes that I haven't lived in uh, 25 other cities and around the world. Um, and I have spent a, a lot of time in living in uh, other places. You know, I've just traveled a lot, uh, but spent that year working overseas and, you know, worked and lived and visited 17 different countries. And I think I've got nine or 10 major cities that I've spent um, a substantial amount of time in, enough to know whether I wanted to live there or not. So moving from Los Angeles to North Alabama, while certainly different in the aspect of one is a gigantic city where there's always something going on, to a city where restaurants close at 8.30, <laughs> yeah, there's that difference. But other than that, I mean, people are people, and they want to have a good time. They want to do fun things. They want their security. They want their variety. They want their contribution, their significance. You know, there's six human needs. And so everywhere you go, there are people there living the people way. And everywhere I go, there I am. And if I don't actively seek to grow and change myself and monitor my emotional intelligence and, and keep an eye out on my mental acuity and making sure I'm keeping my physical uh, fitness and healthy activities and progressing towards that way, you know, then I start to suffer. I start to have a fall off. Uh, you know, it's very important to me that I feel like each day I have a win, that I did something good for myself, for my loved ones, for my world at large. And some days that can mean just simply, you know, going to the gym for 30 minutes just to, you know, get some stress out or uh, shooting a podcast or reading something really cool and new that I get to share with y'all or at a speech and who knows, right? And I really want to emphasize this going into next year. And I've said this probably last year about this time, be monitoring, have some self-awareness around what it is you're doing each and every day to uplift your life in some way or another, which in college can actually be quite easy because there's general activities that you have to be participating in almost every single day just to move yourself closer and closer toward graduation. It's there's a reading, there's a paper, there's some level of a project that you could be working on, or there's going to work and, or saving money or having a nice meal with your you know, girlfriend, boyfriend, roommates, whoever that may be. There are ways that you can win a day. And we've talked about this physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. We've talked about your three spheres, um, career, self-relationship. I mean, this is all back in 162, literally a handful of episodes. 
And for those of you who um, are banking all of these episodes and listening to them when you get back to school, you may have just listened to that a few hours ago. So think about what is it you're looking to um, up-level in your life each and every day? What did you do around your spheres and your pillars this last year? Can you look back and see, you know, and think of career as schooling. What did you do with your schooling? How do you feel about your personal growth, your personal self? What about your relationships? How about physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually? How did you up-level yourself in 2022? Go and figure some of that stuff out and then start thinking about what is it you want to achieve in 2023? And that's going to be the focus of today's episode because it does seem like a perfect opportunity to do a year in review and then a what's next kind of episode. And how I do this is I come up with a word for the year. And it's in this process of deducing what my word of the year is that I ultimately get myself into a position to do a year in review. And I spent a couple hours doing this last night, a couple hours doing this this morning, and a lot of it's just typing out what I've done. Um, I keep a P4F, my priority four focuses. I keep those lists on my Apple Notes in my app so I can get access it on laptop, iPad, iPhone. So I've been keeping a very detailed list of each one of my days throughout this entire year. So if I decide I want to go back and I want to look at what I did in November, for the most part, I generally put everything I did inside my P4F or go and then match it to my Google Calendar. And what I do with this stuff five years from now, who knows, but I like taking note of what it is that I was doing on a day-to-day basis. So down the line, perhaps that information will come in super handy. I don't know. But each day I do a P4F, and rather than writing it on a piece of paper, which I did for a couple years, and then just having too many pieces of paper around, I thought, how cool would it be to keep it in this app and then just outline each of my days? So in the process of doing my year review, I can go back and say, wow, look at all these cool things that I did. I can just go through each month's P4F list and start looking for some of the things that I highlighted. Even then, I knew to highlight them as being big things that I did. And then I start thinking, what do I want to do for next year? Where in my spheres and my pillars is it important for me to begin to grow? Because it's in the specificity that I'm able to fully realize the scope of what it is I want to achieve. And when you start to think of specific things that you can do to up-level your schooling or yourself or your relationships, then you have to start thinking about each individual person within the relationship sphere, right? You could, you, know, you might have a different way you want to up-level your relationship with your intimate partner versus your parents or your, your siblings or your best friends or roommates. There's going to be differences there. There's going to be some similarities too, having delicious food, going to cool events with each other, some level of physically leaving the house and going and doing things. That is always a great way to create memories that, you know, in the future you can look back on and say, oh, wow, remember that one time we went this place? And if you think about it, when people get together and start sharing about what's going on in their lives, generally it's a lot of, well, this is what I did for my career. This is what I did for myself or my relationships. And it oftentimes involves leaving the home in order to do things, which is funny because there will be times where I'm at an event and I'm, I'll literally think to myself, the story of being here is going to be more fun than the action of being here. 
I went to England for the Millennium Raves uh, Gatecrasher, and it was in Sheffield, England on the soccer field. And so it was outside, and it was super cold. And no matter how many layers of clothing we wore, it was very uncomfortable. And I just remember thinking, the story of being here is going to be way more fun to share than the actual act of being here in like 25-degree weather. And I've I've noticed that. I've noticed that in my life. Sometimes I'm at an event and I'm like, this is going to be a cool experience to say that I've done, but I'm not really enjoying myself <laughs> completely as much as I thought I would. So think about that too. Is there times where you go do something and you're like, I mean, this wasn't the coolest thing. Uh, it's uncomfortable. It's hot. It's cold. There's a ton of people. But at least the story of me being here will be fun to share. Um, and you know, then I can at least reframe it in that moment as, okay, this has been fun. I'm, I'm glad I went. At least I have this story. So one of the reasons I dove into all of that is because as I start to figure out what my word of the year is, there's actually a process that I went through. And so I just documented the process and I'm going to walk you through it and give you guys some examples of my word of the year because I have not yet chosen them. Um, it is not something that you have to do and have done by the beginning of the year. This isn't something like, you know, midnight, 12.01 a.m., New Year's Day, I better have all my word of the years figured out and my power sentences figured out because there's, there's more of a fluidity to it. So wherever you're at listening to this, if you haven't thought about a word of the year or the month or whatever, you might be listening to this six months from now and you come across the show and you're like, oh, well, this isn't New Year's Eve, so I'm not going to come up with a word of the year. If you don't have one, then this is absolutely a time to sit down and think of one and then begin leading your life using the energy of that word and what what it means to you and how you visualize it and say it and feel it whenever you repeat it to yourself. And so this is why I match up um, word of the years with power sentences, sentences that can become my mantra, sentences that can start to attach to my identity. So I can say, I am being this. And then I can figure out what my convincer strategy is in order for me to know that I am doing what this word is basically commanding me to do. In 2021, the word of the year was relentless, and in 2022, the word of the year was expansion or expansive, the act of expanding. Um, and we know, you know, go look at relentless, it's like this oppressively constant, incessant, uh, which doesn't really give me a lot of, when you go look at some of the definitions of these words, it doesn't really give you a great sense of what it's can mean to you. So for re, for me, when I, I you know found the definition of relentless and saw oppressively constant, wasn't a big fan of the word oppressively in there and incessant. Um, I can think of like, you know, he incessantly complained. So wasn't a big fan of the word incessant. So I just thought, well, what does relentless mean to me? It means not stopping, pushing forward. In the face of discouragement, I walk through it. I work through it. I'm relentless. I do not stop. I go, go, go. I say yes when it's appropriate and only say no whenever it would interfere with something I've already said yes to. There's a relentlessness to me. I'm just going to keep pushing forward regardless of the circumstances. It's like he relentlessly pursued the peak of the mountain. It's like regardless of the snow and the bad conditions and the hypothermia, you just continue to push on and push forward. And that's really the energy I had in 2021. I was relentless about 
building the business. I was relentless about my physical health. That was the year um, that I turned 45 and I went from 193 to 159 pounds in six months and went from like almost 17% body fat down to nine. I was relentless in that physical pursuit. Each and every day I monitored what I ate and I worked out and I walked steps and I was relentless. I did not stop, pushed forward. You know, I wanted to leave Los Angeles and move out here to Huntsville. So I was relentless in my pursuit of that. If it meant selling my motorcycle, if it meant saving some money here and there, whatever it took, I was going to make sure that I made that goal a reality. So relentless was very much what I was in 2021. And it's not something that just because it's a password of the year that it goes away. I'm still being relentless. I'm still not stopping. But now I'm expanding my world and starting to think of other ways that I can begin to pursue um, you know, feeling like my life is moving onward and upward. And that's where expansive came from in 2022. This in the expansion, you go in Google expansion or expansive, it's the action of becoming larger or more extensive, a thing formed by the enlargement, the broadening or the development of something, covering a wide area in terms of space or scope, extensive or wide ranging. Uh, of a person or their manner that's open, demonstrative, and communicative. Like this was what expansive was to me. It was all about expanding myself, my career, my relationships. You know, go out and go to networking events and meet new people, move to North Alabama and get to know my family members more, leave the house and go do things when normally I would just say, no, nah, I think I'm just going to stay in tonight. Be expansive in my physical body, you know, start to put on some weight and put on some more muscles, you know, expand my emotional intelligence, you know, be mindful of that space between the stimulus and the response, because that's right. When something stimulates you and you go to take an action, it's that space in between where you can choose to react or respond. Let's expand upon my ability to not go off half cocked and immediately get want to start an argument or get into a fight. Um, when I think of my spirituality, that's my morals, ethics, values, beliefs, opinions. We've covered this extensively in previous episodes. Um, not too far back, in fact. That was the whole early 150s when we were talking about that stuff. Um, you know, that was expansive to me. How can I expand upon what my values are, my my beliefs, my opinions, you know, and, be, and allow my opinions to be strong but yet loosely held where I don't have to butt up against everybody because they don't agree with me. So when I started to think about my words of 2023, it's like... <sighs> I wanted to be more in depth. Relentless and expansive seemed to come, I remember they came to me very easily. And so I thought, okay, well, let's be a little bit more uh, honed in here. Let's see if I can expand upon how it is I'm choosing my word of the year. And I've had one for my overall life, and that was relentless and expansive. But this year I thought, well, how much fun would it be to come up with a word of the year for my three spheres and for my four pillars? So then I have a word of the year for career, for self and relationships, as well as physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. And then I can have one for my overall life, right? Because I remember thinking in 2022, I wanted to become more stable. I wanted a life that just felt a little bit more calm. But then my word of the year was expansive. And, you know, in my mind, the way I see expansion is sort of, um, not sort of, I literally can picture it this way. It's like, 
um, when Lewis and Clark, when we bought the Louisiana Purchase and Thomas J. got that, got a hold of that from the French back in the day, um, it was all about westward expansion, pushing the boundaries of the United States of America, not just by land, but also getting our citizens, our people out there. And when you think about expansion in that way, in that regard, there's not a whole lot of stability with it. There's a lot of moving into new territories, trying new things, not really having habits set up because we just all left Tennessee and now we live in Montana. Back in the day, that would have been a huge talk about culture shock, especially when it takes you, you know, 14 days on a horse and with some canoes involved through treacherous landscapes with, you know, hostiles, natives living there who aren't very thrilled with our manifest destiny kind of (laughs) idealism. So think about how crazy that was back then. So no wonder I didn't find the stability I was seeking in 2022 when expansion and relentless have been my last two words of the year. So I came up with a list, and I'll walk you through some of these, and I'll discuss them with you, because this will give you an idea of how you can ultimately decide what your word of the year is going to be. And so step one was what... um, going back over what you did this year and frame it around your career, yourself, your relationships, and your pillars, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual. And this is just an organizational technique. If you want to do yours around finances or health or wealth or whatever it is, you can choose to do it your own way if you like. Choose your own adventure. Choose your own adventure. For me, this is how I organize mine. Career, self-relationships, PIMS, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual. And then I went over and I just walked you through some of the stuff I accomplished. And then step two was, what do I want to focus on this year? Well, this year I want to get more speaking engagements, start speaking at universities again, um, start getting some paid speaking gigs, you know, group coaching for those in college, for those in addiction recovery, for those who run businesses, um, you know, because there's a ton of similarities. So what I coach on works well for all of them, for all of y'all. You know, what about my relationships? How do I want to focus on that? So I went through and I started to write all that stuff down. Um, Then I asked myself, what energy do I want to have this year, right? And it doesn't necessarily have to be the energy of happiness or jubilation or excitement even. It's just, what is the energy? You know, for me, it's that, it's positive. It's positivity. You know, I want that power of positive energy. I want to release it. I want my flow in life. And more than likely, that will be my energy I want for every year moving forward. I want to have that positivity that if I continue to work on something, it can be better. It can grow. It can become more of what I want it to become. And so step three is what energy do you want to have? And that follows step two, which is what do you want to focus on? So you figure out something to focus on, and then you think about the energy. With school, the energy could be focused, right? And so what does focused mean to you? And so that's where step four comes into play. Um, Google word of the year lists. Um, you can, uh, I loved Googling word of the year lists um, because it gave me a place to start. I mean, there's so many of them too, and you can download them, you can copy them. You, know, you can just look at them on the internet and copy and paste them over onto a, you know, some sort of document and then just start chopping out the ones that don't mean anything to you, that don't, you don't get a strong feeling about. And then I start making my own list, and that's step five, make my own list. And then I just went ham. I just had fun with this part. I just, I mean, I wrote down a ton of different words. I Googled again words of the year, started pulling from that. I also started Googling like personal growth quotes or physical like activity kind of quotes, just looking for certain words that were popping out to me. 
quotes that meant something because it's in those quotes that I could actually start to come up with my own power sentence. So quotes are super handy once we turn these words of the year into power sentences, and we'll go over more of that at the end of the show. So look at quotes, power word lists, uh, Google value lists, come up with some kinds of lists where people have already compiled a bunch of words. So then you're not just trying to pull things out of thin air. Then you're actually just going through and you're copy editing Um, because you might see a word that pops up, you know, that you didn't even think of utilizing because, you know, think of, if I tell you to start thinking of awesome, positive power words right now, you know, it might be easy to get five or 10 out, but once you start to empty out, you know, the easy ones you'd pull successful or loving, then you sort of like, you start to draw a blank. So having, I'm, I'm literally looking right now at two different lists. One's got 200 words, another one's got 250 and some of them match up, but there's also new ones on there too. So Google quotes and then power word lists and values as you start to make yours. And then I started looking up the definitions and that's what I spent this morning doing. I had my note app um, open up on half my computer screen. I had Google open up on the other half, go into Google, type in the word definition, and then just start to type in the word um, that you want the definition for. And if you've copy and pasted off the internet some of these lists and you chop out the words that you don't like, you don't want, then you're left with words that you do. And you can literally just copy and paste it off the note app right into Google. And then boom, there it pops up the definition, copy that, bring it back over to your spreadsheet and then paste it right back in. So you've got the definition right next to the word. Um, and so as I started looking up the definitions of some of these, I was noticing that a lot of them were vague or they actually used other power words to define that. And it was super interesting. Um, well, we'll go into this a little bit more later, but how about how intentional, deliberate, and consciously all used the word intentional, deliberate, and consciously in their definitions of themselves. So those three words, when I went and found the definitions, would have the other two words defining the word. So with like deliberate, it says done consciously and intentionally. And then consciously says in a deliberate and intentional way. And intentional says done consciously or deliberately. So I'm like, okay, great. So we've got a dog chasing its tail going on there. So because Google is very handy this way, oftentimes it would have like example sentences or how can you be intentional in your life? And then you just open up that little drop down and then whatever it says, if it, if I feel like that way of describing it speaks to me, if I can feel into that word and see it in my head, like that's how I would use this word, then I copy and pasted that over to my spreadsheet. So then I also had a more elongated definition of what the word was. And then was my step seven, which is go over the list. And once I've looked up the definitions and I brought them all over and started to look for stronger meaning so I could, you know, have a strong picture or the way I talked about myself with it or a good feeling about it, I would then go over the list. Now, review your list. And there's this thing called a convincer strategy. And I've touched upon it before, but I'll remind you what it is. There are things that your mind does in order to convince yourself of something. There's external ways of doing it where you might have to demonstrate your ability um, to talk. You know, so I might teach you how to like when I bartended, I was a bartender trainer for years. I had a demonstration strategy with people. So I I would um, they would watch me put together the drink. I would talk them through the ingredients and how I was doing it. And then they would do it for me. And if they could then repeat back what I how to make the drink and I could see them doing it, and I noticed how they were doing it with their technique and their energy, then i say, okay, you figured out that drink. Let's move on to the next one. So your demonstration strategy is 
is external. People have to demonstrate it to you. And is it there, them being able to do it, um, them being able to talk about it, them being able to um, show it to you, then, there, then that would be your external demonstration strategy. Well, when it comes to your convincer strategy, that's more of an internal thing. So you're convincing yourself in your mind, and that might be a feeling you have, like, oh, I really feel like I know this material, or I have an ability to talk about this material, or I have ability to see this material and be able to understand it. So it can still have something to do with your external world, but you're still doing it internally. It's like knowing that you're prepared for a class. Do you just feel that you're ready? Right? Do you read over your notes and know most of it so you're good? Or do you talk about it with your classmates and it's making sense? So you're like, okay, dokie, that's my convincer strategy. I am ready for this test. So when you think about this list of words and sentences you've come up with, there's going to be a convincer strategy you're going to have to let you know whether these words really connect with you or not. You're going to feel into the word, or maybe it's the way it sounds, or what picture pops into your mind when you say this word to yourself in the context of what it is you'd want to be doing while you're living and breathing this word. So when I think of relentless, I picture myself you know, working into the night to make sure my presentation's ready. Or when I say relentless, it, it evokes this strong, powerful, um, physiological response. Like I can feel the hairs on my arms raise. I can feel my heart beat, kick up a little bit. My pupil dilate as if it's a ready for you know that kind of fight or flight mentality where it's like the body's preparing itself to go, feeling into the word. I'm also feeling all of that I just told you, where the eyes are dilating and the heart's skipping up, like I'm ready. So relentless, I could feel it. It sounded strong to me. I could picture myself in my head being relentless. And so go over your list. And what is your convincer strategy? There's going to be certain words that you say them out loud. You're going to be like, okay, that's closer. That's it. But it's not quite there yet. And you want to go with a word that you can continuously go back to when you find yourself falling off a little bit, being less focused, not as prepared as you would have preferred. Then you can go back and be like, hey, I'm being expansive. And expansive means you know going to this networking event. Expansive means saying yes to this leadership opportunity. Being expansive means you know sending this email, even though I'm exhausted, or it was a rejection email and I'm bummed, but I still have to be professional whenever I reply. That's the kind of things that I'm looking for when I pick my word of the year is how am I convincing myself that I'm being expansive? Because it'll be a lot more powerful as the year goes on if you've picked a word that you can feel into and sound into and picture into, you know, using those three very sensitive of your senses, touch, um, touch, sight, and sound. Your word is going to want to connect you. If you can get all three of them to connect to a word, now we're talking about a power word you can believe in. So what are some of my words of the year that I've come up with for this year so far, knowing that relentless and expansive have been my last two? So with my life, with my overall life, um, intentional was a word that I started to play with. And intentional is applied to what is definitely intended or done on purpose. So being intentional with my actions, being when I turn on the microphone to do a podcast, being intentional with the words I'm going to say, intentional with the message I want to get across, intentional with my the action steps I, I prompt you toward, right? So being done with purpose, with intention, you know, this is what I intended to accomplish, so I'm I'm a big fan of intentional, deliberate, consciously, purpose. All of those are starting to fall in there too, but they all sort of circle back to intentional. 
So if I can find a word that encompasses intentional, deliberate, consciously, and purpose, then all of a sudden I get to be that word and also have intentional, deliberate, consciously, and purpose all flowing into that. So that will be one of the things I do um, as I begin to grow this, If I because I'm not feeling intentional as being very strong. Um, nor is deliberate consciously or purpose, but purposefully, I just, I don't know. It just doesn't speak to me. Um, another option for my life was stabilize, make or become unlikely to change, fail or decline, right? I want to stabilize my physical fitness. I want to stabilize my career so that I have a steady stream of income and regular speaking events and a regular schedule for when I'm releasing podcasts and things of that nature. So, um, I like stabilize, but it also comes off a little passive to me. And I'm not liking the unlikely to change or decline part. I'm unlikely to fail. I like that. But unlikely to change, unlikely to decline. I'm like, I'm not a big fan of decline. That's sort of a negatively associated word. And I'm definitely not unlikely to change. There's massive change going on. So stabilize isn't really speaking to me much either. Um, they're striving, make great efforts to achieve or a- obtain something. In my life, am I, what am I striving for today? To strive, to reach for something that's just out of reach each and every day. Um, there's adventurous, unlimited. Fearless showed up on a lot of these lists that I looked over. And I'm not a big fan of fearless because that's lacking fear. And I believe that if you're not embracing fear, if you're not having fear on a regular basis, then you're not really pushing yourself outside your comfort zone. So to say that somebody is fearless to me just means that they're not pushing themselves. Um, and I mean, besides, you could have fear. You, you might have some sort of social anxiety. So going to the grocery store makes you fearful of people looking at you. So if you want to do things where you're fearless, then all of a sudden you find yourself not going to the grocery store in the middle of the day. You'd rather go right before it closes when there's no one else in there because then nobody sees you. So now you're living your life around the fear. You're actually accommodating the fear rather than working through the fear. So I'm not a big fan of fearless either. Um, there was resistance. The, review, the refusal to accept or comply with something. Um, but again, it's like, what am I refusing to accept or comply to? To being, you know, emotionally unstable or my refusal to accept or comply with what somebody's orders. I mean, if I'm going to, if resistance is the word and somebody says, hey, we need you to change your schedule and come speak on this day instead of that day. And resistance is my word of the year. Then, I mean, that's, it says it right there, the refusal to accept or comply with something. So I'm not a big fan of that word either, even though it shows up on a lot of these lists that I Googled. Um, and then there was persevere, continue in a course of action, even in the face of difficulty or with little or no prospect of success. I like persevere right, with my career, with myself, with my relationships, this growth that I seek. I mean, I wouldn't say that it's in the it, that there's little or no prospect of success, but the, the success is definitely questionable. Is the success going to happen? Maybe so, maybe not. Right. So there is this idea of continuing a course of action even in the face of difficulty. So persevere is absolutely one of those that is uh, becoming more on the top of my list, especially as I talk these things out with you all. So, you know, deliberate, intentional, starting to fall back a little bit on persevere. With my career, which you could also see as your schooling, it could be studious or growth, persist, ambitious. So persist is continue firmly or ostentatiously in an opinion or a course of action in spite of difficulty, opposition, or failure. Persevere and persistence have a very similar energy to them. 
Um, and yes, persist. Continue firmly in a, in a course of action in spite of difficulty. I can get behind that. Um, ambitious, having or showing a strong desire and determination to succeed. So I like with career, ambitious being the potential word of the year especially as I'm talking about this out loud. This is the first time I've said a lot of these out loud and talked about it out loud because this is something I've been doing in my office by myself. So now I get on the microphone and I'm like, oh, wow, I do like the way ambitious sounds. There's amplify, um, increase the volume of something. That could be I'm going to amplify how many people know about my podcast or my speeching, speaking opportunities, right? There's community. Do I want to build a community around my career? Community seems more like a relationship word, so perhaps that's where it shows up uh, instead. In fact, I'm going to copy and paste it down there now because I do think community is better for relationships. Um, Cultivate. To acquire, develop new skills, creative, determined, resolve, decide firmly on a course of action. I'm resolute, right? Decide firmly on a course of action. Monetize, earn revenue. So again, that's money oriented and it starts making me think of scarcity mode versus abundance mindset. And, you know, this monetize, then I have to what? Monetize every little thing I do. And a lot of the things I do, including this podcast are free. And I do this to provide a value to the community at large. And also because it provides value to me. Talking about these things out loud to y'all helps me further implement them in my own life. So then let's go over to do the, uh, so that was the career sphere or school, and you could do a lot of different words. Studious could be one or calm or, you know, what's the opposite of having anxiety? It could be confidence. It could be a lot of things. And then you go to personal self, the self sphere in terms of my growth is how I'm right around that. So there's the acceptance, the act of being um, adequate or suitable, right? Do I accept myself for who I am? Not a big fan of that word because it almost sounds like I will just accept who I am right now. And I have said this before, you can accept who you are today and still be ambitiously discontent, right? You can, you can say, okay, I'm cool with who I am today, but I still have ambition to continue to grow myself. I'm content with who I'm, who I am today, but I'm ambitiously discontent in, in as much as that it won't be okay if I'm the same version of myself that I am today in a month or in a year. Being a similar version tomorrow is one thing. I'm not trying to take drastic jumps here because when you try to add too many things on or take gigantic leaps, um, you often find yourself not prepared for the distance from point A to point B. But small little steps each and every day, that's the consistency. That's the discipline. Any star athlete, anyone who's achieved something great in their life will tell you it is what they did day in and day out that paid off dividends more than that just one huge thing they did randomly on a Tuesday once every three months. It was the consistency that paid off. So consistency could be another word, right? And I believe I've got consistent as physical. So consistency could also show up as my own self and just being mindful of how that's playing out. So you see how much fun this is. This is so much and fun. There's capable. There's humble. I'm not a big fan of humble yet. Maybe not at all because having or showing a modest or low estimate of one's own importance. I can be humble and not brag and I can be humble about what I've accomplished or just humbled by life in general. But I'm not about um, to feel like um, to estimate myself as a lower standard. So I'm not a huge fan of humble being a power word. 
It can be an energy I take into a conversation. It can be the kind of mentality I have going into a circumstance, but I don't know if I want it to be a power word for the year. I've got um, inspirational, encouraging, dedicated, committed, um, dedication or commitment. I don't want my power word to be a past tense. I want it to be something that I can turn into a power sentence, which is present and in the moment of being. Um, in my relationship sphere, it could be present, um, existing or occurring in the now. This is something I think about whenever I see myself, my girlfriend, or other people I know on the phone when they could be connecting with the person in front of them right then and there. It's like we, we work our asses off to go places just to sit on our phone texting people who aren't at the places we've worked our ass off to get to. So be present, exist in the now. Loving, appreciative, creative, fulfilling, community. These are more optional power words for relationships. In the pillars, we start thinking about physical, consistent, steady, disciplined, healthy. I'm a big fan right here of either consistent or disciplined. And because discipline shows up in the book I wrote, The Seven Powerful Principles to Excel in College and in Life, um, which you can get on Amazon. Don't forget, I wrote a book for you guys. Um, Discipline shows up there. It's my fifth principle. Um, So obviously, I have a very strong connection to that one. And so it very well could end up being the power word. But I'm a big fan right now of consistent. One, it's different than discipline in as much as it's not the same word, even though discipline is showing a controlled form of behavior or a way of working, whereas consistent is acting or done in the same way over time, especially so as to be fair, accurate. Um, But then there's unchanging in nature, standard or effect over time, um, compatible or in agreement with something. So to me, I'm not a big fan of any of those definitions. To me, consistent is, you know, willing to do something day in and day out, knowing the more I do it, the better I'll get at it, the more I'll be able to achieve with that new skill. When you have a consistent morning routine, when you have a consistent way of a day of time or just a consistent day you go to the gym, regardless if the time of day fluctuates, you know Monday, Wednesday, Friday is gym time. And on Saturdays and Sundays, you go on hikes, right? And you're consistent about that. That's that discipline. That's that day in and day out of doing something toward a goal. So a big fan of consistency um, and discipline. Well, it'll be interesting to see which ones um, take there. I mean, I might go with powerful for physical. And, you know, maybe that's one of the ones that I go with. So that's the physical pillar. Now we have emotional, right? And so that's where I put I put vulnerable grounded, sensible, centered, empathetic, fulfilling. Um, I like empathetic, showing an ability to understand and share the feelings of another. Big fan of vulnerable. Brene Brown talks about the way out of addiction, the way out of shame is by being emotionally vulnerable, being in a position where other people can hurt you. You You put yourself out there and it may not be received the way that you hope, but at least I'm speaking my truth. At least I get to speak what it is I desire. And so it's in that vulnerability that you have an opportunity to find out like who's really on your side, who's really ready to move forward with you. You know, sometimes it's not the people you think that it would be. Um, Vulnerable can often mean expressing a side of myself um, about which I have less confidence in or certainty and allowing others to respond to that. So emotional, there's a lot of good ones there. I like grounded, well-balanced, and sensible. I like centered, having the specific subject as the focal point. So my emotions, am I centered on them? Am I, each and every time I feel emotionally triggered, stopping myself, 
before that stimulus that, that got me emotionally triggered leads me to say something or act in a way that is unbefitting of the man I'm becoming. So then there's the mental pillar. Am, am I alert? Um, awareness, capable, discovery, clear. I like mentally alert, quick to notice any unusual and potentially dangerous or difficult circumstances to be vigilant. If I'm alert, then that means I'm paying attention. Am I, am I, am I paying attention to the things that I'm learning? Am I alerted by these things? Am I looking for connections from one topic to the next? Am I listening to a podcast that might have be about the, I love this one on, um, it's called History Wars or business wars, I'm sorry. And it talks about the history of two different companies and how they how they grew um, at the same time, but as rivals. And so, you know, there was one where it was like KFC versus Chick-fil-A and uh, Ford versus Chevy and things like that. And so uh, I can hear things in those podcasts. Immediately, I'm alerted to how it connects to the material that I teach you all, that I, that I teach to my clients in the classes I run. So I am mentally alert. I, like, I, can, I can get behind that one. Um, capable, having the ability or quality necessary to achieve something sp- specific, right? Am I mentally capable? Do I, do I feel capable? And if I don't, where can I become more capable? So I'm liking that, you know, then a, a power sentence around that becomes like, I am capable through my tenacious desire to um, take action on what I learned, right? That, that could be the power sentence. I am capable because of my, my tenacious desire to take action on what it is I learned. And so we'll go more into that at the end of this podcast when we talk about power sentences. And then there's spiritual, aligned, contemplative discovery, which discovery itself is the action or process of discovering or being discovered. So literally the definition of discovery has discover in it twice. So that's not very helpful. So then I start looking for synonyms of discovery. And then if you find uh, finding and locating, finding is the action of finding someone or something. So literally in the definition of finding is the word finding. Not a big fan of words that are defined by themselves. That does not helpful. Thank you very much. Locating, discover the exact place or position of. So we're already confused about what discovery means because it's got the word discover in it twice. So when we go look for a synonym and we come up with locating that literally has the word discover in it, that circles us back to a word that is defined by itself. So still not a great power word. Um, self-discovery. What could that mean to you? So it's a lot too. It's not just about the definition of these words in the general world of definitions and dictionaries, but it's what does it mean to you? That's going to be extremely important. And that's where the power sentences can start to come into play. When you have a power sentence, you build your word into something that can become a mantra. So like I did a minute ago with capable and mentally, I am, I am mentally capable whenever I learn something and take action on it. So then I can say, okay, was I mentally capable today? Was I showing my capability of mental fortitude? Well, did I learn something and then take action on it? That can be the question I ask myself. And then when I say, yes, I learned this, I learned the definition of capable. And then I took action upon that by talking about it in a podcast episode. Boom. I have now shown myself to be mentally capable for today. I could say, yes, I am utilizing that power word. Um, Still, the more I say it out loud, I'm not sure capable is necessarily the word I'm going to go with, but I'm just showing you how we're going to build a power sentence here. When we go up to, let's say, um, emotional, vulnerable, it can be, um, I am 
I am vulnerable when I speak my truth, regardless of how I think it will be received. Like that could become my power sentence. So when I feel like holding my tongue, when I feel like not telling somebody how I really feel, and I say, well, um, my power word is vulnerable. And in order to be vulnerable, um, I speak my truth regardless of how it's going to be received. Then I go out and I speak my truth regardless of how it's received. And then I can say, okay, I was living my power word of vulnerable within my emotional pillar today. So this is how you tie those in. You're looking for a power, you know, a lot of times people will make power sentences like, I am powerful, I am capable. And that's great, right? That's an I am statement though. That's more of an identity level statement. I am powerful. I am attractive. I am smart. Absolutely. I'm not saying don't create those identity level statements. Those are, but to me, that's a power statement, not a power sentence. When you want to take it from the word by itself, which would be, let's just say powerful, then I am powerful becomes an identity statement. But in order for it to become a power sentence, I want to define to myself how I know I am being powerful. I am powerful when I stand up for others who cannot stand up for themselves. Right Then you know you're living powerful when somebody is being picked on in front of you and you step in and say, hey, that's not the kind of behavior that we're going to be accommodating today. Now you know you're living your power sentence. So when I've gone off and listened to other people talk about this, they don't necessarily frame it the same way as me. They, they will be saying, no, power sentence is I am powerful, which is great, but I need a definition for myself. That's where the sentence comes into place. It defines it so I know I'm living it. Whereas a power statement is just, I am powerful. I am smart. Well, what's my convincer strategy that I'm smart? I am smart whenever I get an A on a test. Okay, that's a more of a power sentence. Not a huge fan of it because then what? You're, you're no longer smart if you get a 89%, if you get a B. Now, what, what is the opposite of smart? Stupid, idiot, dummy, right? So I'm very mindful to build a power sentence up that is more about what I do want to do and less about what I don't want to do. And also being careful that I don't catch myself on the other end of that, not having accomplished it and thus feeling less than for myself. I am smart when I get A's is now externally dictated by getting A's. Whereas I am smart whenever I can speak uh, eloquently or speak intelligently or speak clearly about a topic. Okay, then you can figure that one out, right? You can get into a conversation and see, am I speaking clearly on this topic? Okay, then that is that leads to my I am smart, which was my power statement. And perhaps your word of the year is smart. I wouldn't choose smart because that's more of a judgment sentence uh, or judgment word, even though a lot of these are. Um, it's just smart is relative, right? You might have great book sense, but not very good street sense. You know, so next thing you know, you're walking in dark alleys at three in the morning. Um, in that moment, not being very smart, but you might get straight A's every time you don't even go to class. So just be mindful of how these words will play out. And the more you take a power word, turn it into a power statement and build it into a power sentence, it in that process will speak to you. You will know whether it's going to work for you. 
So that's the episode for today. We could do more of these. You know, uh, let's go back to intentional. I am intentional. And we know that intentional is about doing something intended, done with purpose. So how do I know I'm intentional? Is that going to be me, you know, saying um, I am intentional in my relationships? So what am I, what does that mean? See how vague it is? So now I have to define what intentional is. Intentional is, you know, being present and in the now when I have somebody in front of me. Okay, that works sort of kind of, but it still doesn't seem very powerful. It doesn't seem very clear. Um, so it's a process to do this. And, and again, this is something I'll be working at over the next week or two. Um, I'll definitely have this all figured out by the time I get back to my normal work schedule, January 9th. But it's a, and this is just a fun practice. This isn't something you have to do. But like with the relentless and expansive, I was very clear. I knew what that meant. And so I'll be looking for words that are very clear, that are very well defined. And ultimately, if this turns into just me chasing after the most perfect word, I will just take the word that feels in that moment to be the most powerful. And maybe it does change. Maybe it shifts at some point during the year. Maybe it goes from feeling adventurous to stabilized. I have no idea. And we're not trying to glue ourselves to these words as much as we're just seeking to ask ourselves, what energy do I want to have? What kind of person do I want to be in 2023? And it's why you listen to shows like this, to think about the ways that you can grow, to think about the ways that you can evolve into something that is you know, outside of even your realm of imagination right now. Something that if you were to say, I'm going to accomplish blank, your conscious mind would be like, good luck with that. And your unconscious mind would be like, we have no proof that we've ever even achieved something similar, let alone, you know, insanely within the same area code. And that's the thing. You think Jeff Bezos had ever, you know, thought about creating a worldwide dominating online store when Mark Zuckerberg first decided he was going to, you know, create some freshman, you know, uh, student directory? Do you think he honestly thought that one day it would be the most powerful social media company on the planet? No one had ever done something to the scope at which they are now doing it. But they didn't wake up one day and go from five members to five billion. It grew. It slowly got there. Jeff Bezos was putting books in padded envelopes for years in his garage before it took off and became what it is today. It it took a lot of time. Starbucks was just a coffee store at Pike's Place in Seattle for years. And then it became something that could expand around Seattle, then around the state of Washington. And now there's like six on one corner. But it didn't just snap its fingers and get there. It grew there. And that's the cool thing about listening to Business Wars is that you realize that a lot of times these places started off as just like a ma-pa place in the Nowhereville, Vermont, or, you know, some Sandusky, Ohio kind of place. And then over time, with a lot of tenacity and, you know, purpose and deliberate pursuit of expanding the business, here we are 80 years later, and we just take it for granted that Wendy's has been a worldwide chain. But it it almost went bankrupt in the 80s. Burger King almost went bankrupt. These companies weren't a surefire thing. They are now because of their sure vast of scope and of the amount of environments they've grown into. But at first, they were just these small little places trying to get up off the ground. So you're very similar. Think of yourself in that manner. You are someone who is, you know, you're creating your own person now. And over the course of time, you'll start to to test out other markets and you'll start to go other places and you'll you'll begin to expand yourself. And if you're relentless day in and day out and you just don't take no for an answer when it comes to achieving the goals that you want in life, as long as it's not, you know, 
literally like being physically or emotionally or abusive to somebody else, right? We're not like, don't take no for an answer. I mean, even that, don't take no for an answer. You got to be really careful with in what context am I not taking no for an answer? At some point, you might get arrested if you keep trying to break into that place of employment, yelling at them to give you a job. They said, no, you have time. it's time to walk away. Somebody says no at, you know, at a restaurant or bar when you meet them five times. One time, it's like, okie dokie, not interested, walk away. Right? So you got to be really careful about some of these mantras that we latch on to because without context, it's like, well, don't take, don't take no for an answer. Um, yeah, they can get you into a lot of trouble too. So think about what your word of the year is. Come up with an identity statement around it. I am stable. I am purposeful. I am intentional. And then how would you build that into a a sentence? How will you convince yourself? How will you influence yourself? How will you manipulate yourself into being that power word each and every day? And then you can go and you can put these up on a piece of paper, tape them to your bathroom mirror, keep them in your journal, somewhere on your phone, super handy. So when you start to feel a little bit blah about your year, you start feeling like you're going off track, you can go back to these power words, these identity statements and these power sentences and say, am I living this word right now? Because if you're not feeling great about the direction you're going, you're probably not adhering to the word. Because if you were, then you would have a very strong, visceral, physical feeling. You'd, you'd be talking to yourself differently. So when you start to get off the path that you desire for yourself, check back in. And this, to me, is one of my most favorite ways of checking with myself, is to scope it around the spheres and the pillars, build up a power word into an identity statement, into a power sentence that clearly defines how I will know when I am living this power word in my life. When you do those things and you can build yourself up around these spheres and these pillars, these power words, these identity statements, these power sentences, then you will have a strategy. You will have a full scope of what it is you can be doing each and every day in order to achieve the life you've always desired. And that, my friends, is a beautiful thing, right? Planning is what plans are worthless, but planning is priceless. You have to be flexible and know that life is going to throw you some curveballs, but you should have some things down on paper so that whenever you're sitting there a little bit stupefied by why things aren't going in the right direction, you can call back on these and then re-inspire yourself to motivate yourself out of the couch, off off the couch and out of the apartment and go do something amazing. Go do something amazing. And even you have your own definition of what amazing means to you. Go find that out and start by getting yourself some power words. All right, my friends, happy new year. Happy freaking new year. I just am honored and just once again, an amazing year. I just so many amazing listeners and you guys reach out and you let me know how this is affecting you. And the book sales have been very good. And I just look forward to being able to impact you, perhaps mentor you and inspire you to go out there and achieve the life you've always desired. You went to college for a purpose. There is something that you want out of this experience. Don't just focus on the books. Also look at that person in the mirror and ask yourself, how am I helping that person, become the person who will be able to achieve all of these things through this education I'm receiving. That is a really great answer to find out for yourself. All right. You have a great day. We'll see you next week, my friends. Bye-bye. 